We're gathered here this morning because of an event that happened 2,000 years ago, namely the Lord Jesus rising from the dead. Now, as you know, not everybody accepts that Jesus rose from the dead. So I think it's important that on a day like today, when Christians rejoice in his resurrection, that we remember that there are reasons to rejoice. That Christians don't rejoice because we're just naturally optimistic people or we just are easily fooled. No, there are solid reasons to know that Jesus rose from the dead and therefore with that, solid reasons to be glad today. So I want to point to you three points that are the evidence for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The first is the fact that the tomb was empty that early Sunday morning. Now, don't look at it now, but inside your newsletter, there's a sheet summarising all the reasons why we know that tomb was empty that no other explanation explains why it was empty. So that fact calls for an explanation. The tomb was empty. A second point, a second fact. The existence of the church, the existence of this group of people who said that they'd seen him after he'd risen from the dead. Now, where did that group of people get even the idea of such a thing from? That also is a fact that calls for an explanation. So these two facts, the emptiness of the tomb and the fact that there were people who said they saw him, the only explanation that fits with that is that he did rise from the dead. Particularly coupled with a third point that I want to elaborate at more length. Namely, the credibility of these witnesses. So the people had said they'd seen him after he'd risen from the dead. Now, we don't believe everybody. We hear many things in life, and there's some things we treat with scepticism, some things we trust somebody. Well, these people, they were claiming something very odd that someone had risen from the dead and that they'd seen him. And those early Christians weren't fools. They knew this was a very unusual thing. They only accepted this because it was very credible in what was described. So what was credible about those witnesses? Well, there are two things just in general, that you'd look for in a witness. If someone tells you they saw something, well, first you'd want to know that they were actually there. But then you'd also look to them as an individual, test their credibility, their reliability, their honesty. And you'd listen to what they described to you, and you'd listen to whether it sounded credible, matter of fact, or whether they were describing things in a rather fanciful and elaborate and exaggerated way. Well, what are these witnesses? Well, as you all know, we have four Gospels that are called the canonical Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. 
but you might be less familiar with the fact that there are many other ancient writings that were rejected by the church as not being reliable sources. And they were rejected because either the people who wrote them weren't actually there themselves, weren't therefore eyewitnesses to what they were describing, and others were rejected because even if what they were essentially saying was true, it somehow seemed to have been elaborated or dressed up. So the two ancient or relatively ancient sources that describe the resurrection but have a kind of liturgical procession that they describe coming out of the tomb. And that was just seen as, in its description, not quite having the elements of authenticity. Now my point to you is that the type of description we find in the Gospels is exactly what you'd look for in a true, reliable witness. That what is said is simple, undramatic, matter-of-fact, the very way that people who've actually seen something tell it to you. I was there, I saw it, it happened like this. So to take one example we heard this morning, St. Peter, how did he describe what he had seen in that first reading? No drama there, he just said, we are witnesses, we have eaten and drunk with him after his resurrection. We might take another example from John, that there were angels at our Lord's resurrection. And does St. John go into great dramatic detail about their wings and their fire? No, he simply says, men in white stood there by the tomb. No fake drama, no flashes of lightning, no melodramatics. They're simply describing what they saw because it was true, they saw it, it mattered and they wanted others to know. So this is why we are here today. We're not here because people normally rise from the dead. We're not here because we think this is a, an everyday event. We're here precisely because this is not a usual event. It's an event that is so significant it, changed all of history but it's the only explanation that fits the facts the tomb was empty those early people they said they saw him after his resurrection and their testimony is reliable those three facts give us reason to believe he did in fact rise from the dead give us reason to believe in him, Jesus Christ, and to believe the many things he promised us, including, as we will say very shortly in the creed, I believe in the resurrection of the dead, that what he showed, what he worked in his own body, will be for us too, if we put our trust and faith in him.